You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. So I did want to mention the Texas Stars um, Mm -hmm. because, oh, you know what? First, let's look ahead to Edmonton. Let's look ahead to Edmonton. Uh, obviously the Connor McDavid show comes to town, um, along with some guy named dry who's also pretty good. Um, they have some weapons playing better. Um, what are your thoughts on the Oilers this year? I mean, it's, it's always going to be McDavid is always must watch. That's kind of, that's a given. Um, but it is a, um, the Oilers coming to town is also a good reminder of how fickle goaltending can be. Um, obviously with uh, Jack Campbell, well-known to stars fans has mm-hmm. signed that big contract in Edmonton and is essentially now the backup to Stuart Skinner and has five-year deal worth 5 million. That's going to age that is already aging really poorly, just four months into it. Um, it's I, I had someone ask me this question the other day about just McDavid and Dreisaitl and whether they they take away from each other's accolades, having two players on that team. And I would argue it's something where what Dreisaitl has become, and no, no take nothing away from Leon and what he's done and everything like that, but what Dreisaitl has done and has been able to take to another level i would actually argue is a testament to what mcdavid is even more of a testament to mcdavid because i think dreisaitl would have been a great nhl player but he is the beneficiary of being in that spot where mcdavid helps take him a little bit further helps him be that it, it's so much easier to be number two right like like it's if you're the, if when it when a ten, when a team comes to town or you're planning for a team it's so much easier to think like uh, we got to plan for this number one option we got to plan for this it's if when you're number two it's such a different mentality that is that makes it so much easier to have success and I think Dreisaitl is just a example of how how a great player can take a great opportunity and make themselves even greater because of a teammate. And so I think, I think it's a, what they both do is a testament to both of them. Um, now I think it hurts. I think it always hurt. I, I don't think I, it'll, I always struggle with the, the, the feeling of dry as an MVP candidate, because I, I think you have to be the MVP of your own team to be an MVP of the league. But uh, I don't know. That's, that's a bit of a tangent I realize, yeah. but it, it works. No, no. 33 games. 64 points for McDavid. It's, it's, it's wild. 54 it's for Dreisaitl. It, 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 it's, it's video game level stuff. Right. It's just like, and not just like good video game level stuff. It's like you like put it on like rookie or easy mode or whatever the base level is. And then you go out and and make the other team slower level video game. Yeah. Stuff. But 
you'll hear me say continuously when these teams come to town or when the Stars play them, you know, some nice pieces. Like Columbus last yeah. night, I'm like, how is this not? Like, I'm not saying be first, but how is this not better? Like, you know, line A and all these names. And I'm like, how is this not coming together better? Um, obviously, the Columbus needs to correct their blue line. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, they have some really good pieces. Um, and, I mean, f- and for that matter, I thought Columbus played really well last night, too. Yeah. Do you, do you think do you think Jim uh, do you think Jim Nill on the flight back to Dallas uh, had our, our same thought of I'm now looking at trade packages for Gustav? Yes, yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> I really. <laughs> well, I mean, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know. I still want him. I I, th- I think I think the name you know I think you brought it you brought him up and I started looking into it and I'm like yeah that, that's a good one that's a good fit. Yeah. Um, a name that is not mentioned as much. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is not only you know a great defensive center, but you look he's already had 38 points this year, and he's one of those guys that. You know, is kind of lost in the Edmonton shuffle, but this was a high, high draft pick from Edmonton, who quietly, I think, has had a really, really nice career. I mean, he would be a. Let's see. I think he's he's probably like twenty twenty nine. I don't know if he's thirty yet. He's like twenty nine, thirty years old. I mean, he's someone who would have been. Yep, twenty nine. Like, yeah, like if he would have been the face of that franchise if not for like i mean him and taylor hall right but like he he kind of he would have been kind of the face of that franchise if not for the mcdavid dry stuff and it's i think the way he's kind of he's had some he struggled to play all 82 games in his career i think he's only done it once or twice um like i think if he had the way he's kind of graciously moved into that role and embraced that spot. And that's, that's a testament to a player because it's, he was a number one overall pick when you're yeah. number one overall pick, you're supposed to be the guy you're supposed to be the guy. You're supposed to be the one that build that everyone builds around. And, and the fact he kind of graciously moved into that role and everything like that, I think it's a testament to the player. And um, he's also a pretty good, Yes, he's he's a pretty good uh pretty good story too just as a person he's always been he's always treated things well and everything i, I it's funny i laugh i remember he always brings me i always bring me back to the uh, and we can use this as a great segue to get to the texas stars during the 2012 13 uh lockout start of the season right i remember yes. him and taylor hall yep. were starting we're starting the year for the oklahoma city barons and uh which, by the way, it's a shame that team is no longer is I, no longer there. Um, and and but, side uh, note, I actually went and saw them play against the Houston Arrows. Yeah, and so that uh, he was so good in like the twenty games he had in the AHL. There, it was just like it was basically watching him, and it was it was it was such a good team. And uh, so, yeah, it was. Uh, we miss you. We miss we miss, we miss the Barons. It used to be such a great Texas yes. uh, AHL triangle of uh of Texas, San Antonio, Houston, Oklahoma City. It used to be used to get and you used to get opponents into into Texas that you will never get ever again because like the Texas Stars used to be able to make deals with uh 
this AHL scheduling is very hand-drawn based on picking like, hey, hey, how do we get, how do we make this work and everything like that. And right. so like the Syracuse Crunch, for example, the Syracuse Crunch came to Texas a couple years where they would be like, okay, we can fly into Houston and then we can bus to Austin and then San Antonio and Oklahoma City. And then those four teams would also then come to Syracuse. Syracuse is not going to come to Texas for a one-off. So you just got, by losing those, that kind of pipeline, that I-35 corridor plus Houston, like you, you lost other things about the Texas Stars schedule. And it's kind of a bummer, but it's, uh, I don't know, I'll let you take it away here. The Texas Stars are pretty good right now. No, absolutely. Winners of seven straight. And I say that because that's the Stars of the future. And we also have to keep an eye on the Texas Stars for salary cap implications in the future because you need your players coming up onto the roster to take some of those roster spots, which alleviates some of the uh, cap alleviation so you don't have to go out and get UFAs all the time. Um, so seven straight, a couple of people I want to mention. Uh, Matt Murray came up earlier this year um, as an emergency goaltender, but uh, right now sporting a 2.40 uh, goals against. Uh, really impressive, uh, 7-4 and uh, 1. So, uh, you know, good to see the UMass uh, goalie performing well in the AHL. And, and I say that because um, that's a spot in the future. Yeah, granted, Wedgwood's here after this year. But at the same time, you know, we talk about cap flexibility and you might have a future backup coming up in uh, in Matt Murray. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he's been, he's been a good tandem with Anton Hudobin, who obviously um, I, I wrote a story about Hudobin a couple of weeks back about how he's embraced the AHL assignment and he's trying to find his way somewhere. Like because of the cap implications, I don't see it a way without injury that Hudobin plays for Dallas again. But with what he's doing and how he's embraced that role with that team as a leader is uh, it's it's it, it needs to be commended for Hudobin. Um, he's really he's he's really played a key role in, in helping that group and and everything like that and like i know for example uh curtis mckenzie's the captain down in texas obviously dallas fans probably remember him curtis is now kind of in that leadership he's on an ahl contract down there role and he's told me about how hudobin really helps the room and keeps guys together and everything like that so it's it's a good mix though i think one of the things that the texas stars and uh the Dallas assistant GM and the Texas stars GM, Scott white. What he does is he does a really good job of finding that insulated veteran core that helps other, that helps other players grow. It's the, the Riley Barbers, the Tanner Caros, the Curtis McKenzie's of the world. Those three guys are actually the Texas stars, three leading scorers. And those guys are there fully knowing that, they're not really part of the Dallas future, but they are part of helping build the Dallas future. And Scott White does a really good job of finding guys who are willing to embrace that role. And oh, by the way, you get to play professional hockey in Austin, Texas. Yeah, it's not yeah. A, it's not a bad gig. So it's um, 
So, so, so uh, for those yeah. Stars fans that look at the stat sheet and say, wow, who's this Riley Barber guy? He's 28 years old. Hey, explain, if you can, Sean, the cap implications, why a Riley Barber can't come up. Uh, well, I mean, Riley Barber he actually probably could. I mean, Riley's cap hit is 750. Okay. He, he probably could come up in theory. He's someone who um, would uh, cap-wise would come up, but he also wasn't really signed with the NHL in mind. His contract, there's a thing in the, uh, you have, I'm trying to pull it up exactly here. The Because you have two-way contracts and yeah. you have one-way contracts. Exactly. And, and the big thing about one thing the stars do with um, one thing that the Dallas stars do and they do and that when they take care of their guys who sign like this, Barber signed knowing that he probably wasn't going to get called up. He was signed knowing that he was going to be asked to be a veteran and help younger players kind of grow the league. And Barber is kind of like, he he's he's the classic four A guy, right? Like he's got about sixteen career NHL sixteen career NHL games, zero points. He's about a point per game guy in the AHL. But every time he's been in the NHL, he's not really an offensive piece. And so he's someone who has a lot of the NHL skills, but not that other piece that allows him to stick in the NHL. And the stars kind of want that experience and those veterans to be the guys that help their prospects find that other piece. And Riley Barber, Riley Barber is compensated for this. Let's, let's not forget that. So he's got a one-way contract. He's got a two-way contract. I saw, I'm sorry, but it's one that comes with a $750,000 salary in the NHL, but it comes with a guaranteed, his, his salary comes with a $300,000 guaranteed in the minors, which is something where, $300,000 per year to play professional hockey. That's nothing to sneeze at. And yeah, stars, not bad at all, huh? Like, And another thing the Stars do quite a bit, they've done it in the past with the Justin Dowlings of the world. Um, they've done it with guys like this where they sign them to the NHL league minimum, but make it worth their while by putting in the guaranteed money um, for the minor leagues. And that way you have veterans who want to be in Austin. You have veterans who want to embrace this role. And Barber could be called up like he could fit the ball. Like if, if you needed, if, if it got to the point where you had an injury and you needed to call a guy up, it, it could happen. But you've got young guys that he's helped develop who are ready to step up to it. Like Barber's probably only getting called up if Riley Tufty was not ready for the call up, yeah. frankly. So. Do you and think Riley, I, thought, Riley, I, thought, I thought Tufty was good last night? Yeah, I thought actually. he was too. Yep. Yeah, it brings yep. up an into, and I know he was playing well at the AHL level. If Riley Tufty's a fourth round, fifth round pick, do you think he gets the call up, or is this something like, hey, we got to give this guy a, a a real strong look? Now they did wave him in the off season, so um, yeah, I, there, there's I, that. I, I, I don't think he got his call up this year because of his draft status. Yeah, um, last year. I I think I'd have to. I believe. I would argue I would argue this year with what he's done in Texas, it was the call up was more earned and everything like yeah. that. Um the call up and trying to and giving him ten NHL games last year was more of a 
you're a first round pick. We got to see what we have here. Like, I, I don't think he gets with how he played last year and he wasn't bad in Dallas last year, but with how he played in his 10 games in Dallas last year, it's not like that was overly earned. That felt more to me. Like we have a first round pick. We have to see what we have. That is the call up that that is the status that comes with the first round pick. There was something I've always thought about um, former Dallas stars now um, in Chicago. Um, Jason Dickinson always told me, he's like, I know, and I can't take it for granted that early in my career, I will get more opportunities because of the round I was drafted in. And I mm. have to remember that because otherwise there, and I won't name, there's other players who have forgotten that and they maybe got their NHL game, but they never got anything more because they forgot. That's why they got their NHL game. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Another name, uh, Jacob Peterson. Um, yep. interested to see when he makes it back to the big club. And I mean, the big club's playing really well. So these decisions are, are, are tough, but, uh, I like how he's getting seasoning in the, you know, at the AHL level. Um, at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm kind of excited to uh, to to see him back. Uh, last year, I had questions about Kiviranta. Um, mm-hmm. This year, uh, boy, I, you know, I mean, maybe it's the DeBoer system, but that speed is really coming to light this year. Yeah, I think uh, Kiviranta for me has been. He's he's this year. Um, like he's kind of become this year is kind of what we would want Kiviranch to be overall. He came in with such a weird like intro, right? The hat trick yeah. against, <laughs> against the Avalanche yep. to, to knock out the Avalanche in the bubble and everything like that. And it just set an unfair expectation, truthfully. Like I think for fandom, it's sure. When, when, when you have Joel F and Kiviranta, like all of a sudden, like, like it was one of those where the legend was built before there was any backstory. Uh-huh. And, and so it kind of created this unfair expectation of like, Oh my God, look at this yeah. goal scorer. And he never really was a goal scorer. He was always, he was always what he is this year. And so I, I think he's done a good job adjusting. He's someone who um, is now finding his, his groove. Well, he's got good speed and that's just another that's 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 purely a Dallas Stars having a really good relationship with Yuri Lettinen signing. So yeah, it's a, it's a Yuri, it's 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 a Lettinen legacy signing. We'll call it that. that Absolutely. Is, well, anytime you can get well. yeah, anytime you can get Effin as your quick middle name, that's a yes. That means you're playing yes. pretty special. It's kind of funny yeah. looking back at that with his three goals against Colorado, and then yeah. Dennis Gurionov sends you into the Stanley Cup with a one timer. So it's yeah. it's. Kind of, <laughs> It's kind of interesting, the names, you know. 